welcome on this sixth Sunday of Easter. The risen Christ is alive and active. Let us turn to our orders of service. We have come together in the name of Christ to offer our praise and thanksgiving, to hear and receive God's holy word, to pray for the needs of the world and to seek the forgiveness of our sins, that by the power of the Holy Spirit we may give ourselves to the service of God. O Lord, open our lips, and our mouth shall proclaim your praise. In your resurrection, O Christ, let heaven and earth rejoice. Alleluia. Blessed are you, Lord God of our salvation. To you be praise and glory forever. As once you ransomed your people from Egypt and led them to freedom in the promised land, so now you have delivered us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of your risen Son. May we, the first fruits of your new creation, rejoice in this new day you have made and praise you for your mighty acts. Blessed be God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Blessed be God forever. The night has passed, and the day lies open before us. Let us pray with one heart and mind. As we rejoice in the gift of this new day, so may the light of your presence, O God, set our hearts on fire with love for you, now and forever. Amen. Glory to God in the highest, and peace to his people on earth. Lord God, heavenly King, almighty God and Father, we worship you, we give you thanks, we praise you for your glory. Lord Jesus Christ, only Son of the Father, Lord God, Lamb of God, you take away the sin of the world. Have mercy on us. You are seated at the right hand of the Father, 
receive our prayer. For you alone are the Holy One, you alone are the Lord, you alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father. Amen. The Collect for the Sixth Sunday of Easter God our Redeemer, you have delivered us from the power of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of your Son. Grant that as by his death he has recalled us to life, so by his continual presence in us he may raise us to eternal joy. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Christ, our Passover Lamb, has been sacrificed for us. Let us therefore rejoice by putting away all malice and evil and confessing our sins with a sincere and true heart. Most merciful God, Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, we confess that we have sinned in thought, word and deed. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbours as ourselves. In your mercy, forgive what we have been. Help us to amend what we are and direct what we shall be, that we may do justly, love mercy, and walk humbly with you, our God. Amen. May the Father of all mercies cleanse us from our sins and restore us in his image to the praise and glory of his name, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our first reading. The reading is taken from the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 10. While Peter was still speaking, the Holy Spirit fell upon all who heard the word. The circumcised believers who had come with Peter were astounded that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out even on the Gentiles, for they heard them speaking in tongues and extolling God. Then Peter said, can anyone withhold the water for baptising these people who have received the Holy Spirit just as we have? So he ordered them to be baptised in the name of Jesus Christ. Then they invited him to stay for several days. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our Gospel reading. Hear the Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. I have said these things to you so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. 
I do not call you servants any longer, because the servant does not know what the master is doing. But I have called you friends, because I have made known to you everything that I have heard from my father. You did not choose me, but I chose you, and I appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, so that the Father will give you whatever you ask him in my name. I am giving you these commands so that you may love one another. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. May I speak in the name of the living God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Amen. Christ is risen and all who follow him are likewise called to be alive, open and unconstrained. On a scale of one to five, where one is attentive cautiousness and five is unfettered spontaneity, where do you sit? Last week we followed the story of the servant of the Ethiopian queen. When Philip helped him understand the interpretation of Isaiah, he could see nothing to prevent him being immediately baptised. This week the story of Acts continues with some spirit-filled Gentiles. There is no reason for hesitation. Peter does not prevaricate. God's Spirit has revealed himself in these people and he commands them to be baptised forthwith. We are much more circumspect these days. If someone asks for baptism, everything has to be in the proper order. Some churches raise stricter barriers to baptism than others, demanding conspicuous evidence of the Spirit's presence. Some deny baptism to children on the grounds that they are not old enough to understand the full implications. Others are less cautious. They may say that the Holy Spirit moves in mysterious ways and that we should never turn anyone away, irrespective of any mixed motives there may be. We can entertain angels unawares. But nevertheless, even here there are delays. Application forms, preparation classes, date reservations all remove any semblance of spontaneity. By contrast, Peter is more spontaneous. Why wait? If they are called by God, why delay? But we live in a careful age. We are risk-averse like never before. In recent times, we have become increasingly aware of the defects of a world blind to exploitation and discrimination. Not so long ago, we failed to see clearly the abuse of children in our midst. Abuse on an extensive scale. We accepted the institutional discrimination against women or people of other ethnicities, even in their own countries where they were subject to European imperialism. Some politicians and right-wing groups would like to turn the clock back, ridicule so-called political correctness. But the truth is out. We cannot put the genie back in the bottle. What right have we to discriminate on grounds of colour, gender, age, sexuality or whatever? 
we have no choice but to follow the constraints and rules of the safeguarding process. We now know what some have done in the past, things which have been going on forever perhaps, but which have always been below the surface. We cannot look the other way anymore. Today's connectivity has increased the means by which abuse and exploitative scams can be perpetrated, and we have to be on our guard. We can no longer pay a bill even without the bank asking us if we really mean to pay it right now, reminding us that criminals love us to act quickly without thinking. Is spontaneity a thing of the past then? Can it ever be right to get carried away with the moment? The verse that springs to mind is Matthew chapter 10 verse 16. Jesus tells his disciples to be wise as serpents and innocent as doves. We are being sent out as sheep in the midst of wolves. We have to be wise and discerning, but not closed. We are not to stay at home. Despite the dangers, we are sent out. Wise. Wisdom is a gift from God. We are not to look away, not to deny the dangers, not to pretend that the world isn't beset by packs of wolves out to exploit us and our children. Innocence is not the same as ignorance. But knowing all that, we are still to go out proclaiming the love of God. Living in a rectory, a vicar and his family become a traditional target for conmen. With experience, my wife and I became more astute in judging the genuineness of these desperate people with their stories. One man claimed he lived in the parish, even gave me an address and told me his father was dying in Shetland and he needed to get there. Could I help with the fare? Bearing in mind that we were on the south coast, that would be a considerable sum. That one was easy to discern. The address he gave was that of the Catholic priest where he had already been, trying to get the money out of him. I told him to go home and I would call round as soon as I could. Needless to say, he didn't live at the presbytery. They are not all so easy and I know I have fallen foul on occasions but it is better to be conned than turn away a genuine person in need. Jane Eyre would have died on his doorstep if St. John Rivers hadn't attended to her when he did. Would I have acted so charitably? On the continuum, with thorough caution at one end and unbridled spontaneity at the other, where should we sit? St. Peter discerned the spirit. That is a gift we need to pray for in today's world. The gift of discernment and wisdom is one we perhaps do not pray for enough. The emphasis of Reinhold Niebuhr's serenity prayer is often put on the courage we need to change things we can, with patience to accept the things we cannot change, second. But perhaps the most important line is the one that asks for wisdom to know the difference. It is the spontaneity we see in the book of Acts that is so refreshing. We need to be bold and we need to be as near to the spontaneity end of the scale as we can dare be. And for that we need to be wise as serpents and innocent as doves. 
if we, the people of God, become that, then our dull, depressed world, beset and bogged down by caveats and apprehensions, will be set free. Christ is risen, and we who follow him are likewise called to be alive, open and unconstrained. St Paul sums it up in Romans chapter 12 verses 9 to 11 thus. Let love be genuine, hate what is evil, hold fast to what is good, love one another with mutual affection, outdo one another in showing honour, do not lag in zeal, be aglow with the Spirit, serve the Lord. I rejoice in Paul's willingness to take risks, albeit with the gift of wisdom, to preach the message of Christ crucified yet risen, wherever the Spirit led him. Lord, may we be as adventurous and as spontaneous as you lead us to be. Amen. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us affirm our faith. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The risen Christ came and stood among his disciples and said, Peace be with you. Then were they glad when they saw the Lord. Alleluia. The peace of the Lord be always with you. Let's offer one another a sign of peace. Let us pray. Let us pray for the church and the world and let us thank God for his goodness. 
We give you thanks that your word can be heard and that you hear our prayers. By your word all things were made. By your breath all is sustained. And by your grace we kneel before you and worship you. Lord hear us. Lord graciously hear us. To the church, the queen, the commonwealth and all humankind, peace and concord. God of reconciliation, grant all nations the gift of peace. May he teach and guide us to be builders of a tolerant and non-violent world. God have mercy, teach all people that charity, hospitality and unity are expressions of your revelations and will for humanity. God of unity, who spoke to us through creation, through the prophets and through your son Jesus Christ, grant us wisdom to listen to your voice, a voice that calls us to unity in our diversity. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. We hold in our hearts the work for our youth, for parents, guardians and leaders, for the provision of facilities and the help and understanding which strive to make all feel included. We hold in our prayers all who are unwell at this time. We pray for those whose anniversary of death occurs at this time, and we think of all those who mourn. God grant to the living grace, to the departed rest, and to us and all his servants life everlasting. We ask this in the mercy of God, Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. As our Saviour taught us, so we pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen.
God of peace, who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the eternal covenant, make you perfect in every good work to do his will, working in you that which is well-pleasing in his sight. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be among us and remain with us always. Amen. May God grant you peace in this coming week as you live with him and try to be as spontaneous as he calls you to be. And do join us again on Thursday, which is Ascension Day. May the risen Christ grant us the joys of eternal life. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Alleluia, alleluia. Thanks be to God. Alleluia. Alleluia.